Now it's time to take a sports break. A look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to another edition of your sports break, as we are going to talk about some of the greatest events and people in sport associated with April 8th. But before we do, let's make sure we mention our newsletter. It comes out each and every day, 6.30 a.m., tells you everything that's going on, many of the things we're talking about today, and more uh, as from things from the pig pen and pigskindispatch.com, jerseydispatch.com, sportshistorynetwork.com, Orville Mulligan, our audio drama, and so many more things that come up that we want to make sure you get it each and every day delivered to your email inbox. So easy to sign up for. Go to the show notes and go to the email subscription bar and a little link there, and it'll take you right into two questions that you have to answer. Or go to the top of pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com. So easy to get be a part of it and you can cancel at any time and it is totally 100% free now our pigskindispatch.com uh, news of the day we have some great football news to cover April 8th 1943 that is a day when uh, Frank Sinkwich from the University of Georgia was the first pick by the Detroit Lions at the 1943 NFL Draft. Now, Frank had won the Heisman Trophy in 1942, playing for the University of Georgia, making him the first recipient from the Southeastern Conference of that great award. And he was the first Georgia Bulldog and first Heisman winner outside of the United States. Sinkwich was born in Croatia, uh, and you know, that was when his parents immigrated to America earlier in his childhood. And the Heisman.com website states that Frank was a two-time All-Pro selection with the Detroit Lions in 1943 and 1944. But a knee injury in 1945 essentially ended his professional career. And he later served as a head coach of a Erie, Pennsylvania professional team in 1949. We're going to have to dig into more on that one uh, here in my hometown, what team he might have been coaching. Now, on this date in 1945, at the 1945 NFL Entry Draft, Charlie Trippy from the University of Georgia, another Bulldog, was the first pick by the Chicago Cardinals. Now, Charlie was a subject of an early pro football bidding war as the AAFC's New York Yankees even had called for a press conference to announce that Trippy was their newest member when Chicago Cardinals owner Charles M. Bidwell, I'm sorry, Charles W. Bidwell Sr., announced that Chicago had signed Trippy to a four-year contract worth more than $100,000. For those days, the size of the contract was stunning news and a big breakthrough in the interleague war. Now, Trippy's acquisition completed Bidwell's quest for the dream backfield. Now, we've uh, got a lot more uh, over on when football was football on Sports History Network as our friend Joe Ziemba has a big-time uh, advocate of Charlie Trippy because you know a lot of what he talks about is the history of the Chicago Cardinals. Now, on April 8, 1966, we had a man that was only 36 years old becoming the commissioner of the American Football League, the rival of the NFL. His name was Al Davis. He started off as a Raiders exec and coach and uh, ended up owning that team, was a commissioner of the AFL, and was a big proponent of making the merger happen with the National Football League and Super Bowls and everything that goes on with that. So a big day for the American Football League and the NFL with Al Davis uh, joining as a commissioner in that year. 
1976, on April 8th, Leroy Selman from the University of Oklahoma became the first pick in the NFL draft by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that 1976 NFL draft. And on April 8, 2004, Steve Biscotti took over as the controlling owner of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, on this day, succeeding Art Modell, who operated the franchise for 43 years in both Cleveland as the former Browns and a newly named franchise in Baltimore. Now, April 8, 2015, Sarah Thomas became the first female to be assigned as a full-time NFL officiating uh, f official. She got assigned to an officiating crew. Uh, Thomas was also the first female in stripes to work an NFL postseason game at the 2018 AFC Divisional Round between the Patriots and the Chargers according to an NFL.com article. Now, we have some football birthdays this day. And April 8th, 1924, Notre Dame's uh, position flexible end and tackle. Jim Martin was born. He ended up uh, you know, being a, a great asset to the Fighting Irish. And he ended up uh, going in, playing in the NFL and the WFL. Uh, served in the U.S. Marines during World War II. And was an, inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1995. We have more uh, about Jim Martin on Pigskin Dispatch. Also, April 8, 1955, another College Football Hall of Famer, Southern Cal's stellar running back, Ricky Bell, celebrated his arrival in this life. And he uh, ended up going on uh, to be a tremendous, tremendous uh, back for the USC Trojans. Uh, our friend Rick Schmelter has talked about him endlessly when we had our Rose Bowl era. In 1975, he led the nation in rushing with 1,875 yards and became a unanimous All-American and placed third in the Heisman voting that year. He ended up going into the College Football Hall of Fame in 2003, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafted him in 1977's NFL Draft using the number one overall pick. In April 8, 1967, in Terre Haute, Indiana, the tough Indiana Hoosier runner Anthony Thompson was born, and you know he was an impressive rum runner in college, and he ended up going into the College Football Hall of Fame as well. Uh, that is back in 2007 when he went in there, so uh, some great birthdays of Hall of Famers there, but we're not done with birthdays of Hall of Famers. We have lots of Hall of Fame birthdays coming out today. April 8th. Uh, 1946 was the birthday of Catfish Hunter. He was born in Hartford, North Carolina, and baseball Hall of Fame pitcher uh, was born there. His formal name was James Augustus Hunter, and he was nicknamed Catfish at an early age, uh, playing in the Major League Baseball from 1965 to 1979 as a pitcher for the Kansas City slash Oakland Athletics, and later on the New York Yankees uh, won five World Series uh, a Cy Young Award, an ERA title, and uh, one of the greatest players ever in Major League Baseball history to wear number 27 jersey, Catfish Hunter, born this day. In the basketball realm, John Havlicek was born April 8, 1940. Uh, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame legendary forward, a little bit of guard. Havlicek spent his entire NBA career with the Boston Celtics, helping the franchise in winning eight NBA championships, including the first four after he became a pro. Yeah, his rookie year and the three years after that, the Boston Celtics uh, won the championships. You know, Havlicek was a part of that, but Bill Russell and others, uh, great teams for the Celtics back then. And uh, we have uh, Gary Carter uh, was also 
born on this day. The great catcher, he was born April 8th, 1954. Baseball Hall of Fame catcher, Gary Carter, that is. Uh, he played a little bit of right field and first base and left field. And he uh, started off with the Montreal Expos in 1975 uh, through 84. Played with the Mets uh, for four years, won a World Series with the, that great team. Uh, return, made a return trip to the Expos in 1992. Uh, San Francisco Giants in 1990 and the Los Angeles Dodgers in 1991 18 total seasons uh, for his career he had an on-base percentage of 439 with 324 career home runs and he won three gold glove uh, seasons uh, at catcher uh, as being the best at position in the field and uh, that's just some tremendous items uh, and we got some news also April 8th 1963 the Detroit Tigers claimed pitcher Denny McClain who wore number 34 for them that season off waivers from the Chicago White Sox and what a great pickup it was as McLean went right on to win the Cy Young Award in 1968 and 69 and the American League Most Valuable Player in 1968. On April 1974, Hank Aaron, wearing that number 44, belted his major league record-breaking 715th home run to surpass Babe Ruth's long-standing record for the career base clearers. Al Downing of the Los Angeles Dodgers was the pitcher he struck the memorable shot over the wall from. There's your trivia answer today. April 8, 1980, the New York Islanders, Dennis Potkins, number five, they scored two shorthanded goals to tie an NHL record versus the Los Angeles Kings and set an NHL record of two shorthanded playoff goals in just one period. Tremendous uh, there from the world of hockey. And as we're staying in hockey, we get this next information from VintageHockeyJerseys.net. April 8, 1981, the great one, number 99, Wayne Gretzky, had five assists in a historic game for the Edmonton Oilers. This was the playoff opener for the second-year NHL franchise at the historic Montreal Forum. Now, April 8, 1993, the Washington Capitals lost 4-3 to the Philadelphia Flyers at the Spectrum in Philadelphia. Sylvain Cote had a single goal his 20th of the season for Washington as the Capitals became the first team in National Hockey League history to have three defensemen score 20 goals in one season. Cote had 20. Al Lafrette had 25, and Kevin Hatcher had the most on the team, uh, two dozen of them, uh, with you know, just a tremendous scoring from that back line. NBA.com tells us about some more basketball history. We've talked a little bit about it already. But April 8, 1978, the Buffalo Braves played their final home game in Buffalo, losing to the New York Knicks 118-107. That franchise moved to San Diego and changed its name to the Clippers uh, the year after, 1979. And the Clippers have since moved to Los Angeles, where we know them as the L.A. Clippers. April 8, 1989, the Denver Nuggets star Alex English passed the 2,000-point mark during his Nuggets 110-106 victory over the Utah Jazz. Uh, Alex English became the first player in NBA history to record eight straight seasons of scoring 2,000 points or more. That's uh, putting up some big totals. April 8, 1996, George McLeod of the Dallas Mavericks set a then-single-season record for three-point attempts when he attempted his 612th from beyond the arc that year. He finished the season uh, trying to shot from long range 678 times from behind that big arc. Uh, but to, to this, 
put this into perspective here a little bit. Just think about you know what the era was. That was a lot. And that was a record, 678. But James Harden in 2018, 2019, you know, some 20 years later, attempted 1,023 three-pointers to set the latest record. Went almost uh, 400 uh, shots, long-range shots, more than Alex English. I'm sorry, sorry than George McLeod did uh, back in 1996. How what much things have changed uh, over the years. That is uh, definitely sure. Now, finally, April 8th, 2017, Damon Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers scored 59 points and a 101-86 victory over the Utah Jazz. And that was a tremendous victory there. And uh, our final stop today for this April 8th, we're going to go to the 80sbaseball.com. Our friend Jay Daniels has some great items there that he always lets us share. And uh, he's going to talk about some birthdays from the, the 80s. Uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Roger Holt, who played a little bit in ma Major League Baseball. Uh, we had an umpire, Randy Marsh, was born this day in uh, baseball history. And also on April 8th birthday, wish to John Hiller, who uh, made his debut in 1965 and uh, ended up having some heart troubles at ended his career. Uh, also, Alex Sanchez was another 80s baseball player, played with the Blue Jays uh, in the 80s. He, his birthday is April 8th. We had some big trades. Uh, the Red Sox uh, traded Dick Drago to Seattle for Manny Sarmanetto. Uh, Drago was, goes 4-6 and six for the uh, Mariners in his final big league season. And uh, we also had the White Sox sign Al Habrowski as a free agent on this day in 1983. And that is your sports history for this April 8th, their sports break, and we're so glad that you were able to join us. Uh, we thank the VintageHockeyJerseys.com, 80sBaseball.com, NBA.com uh, on this day, and as well as the sports reference websites of you know, Pro Football, uh, Reference.com, Baseball Reference, Hockey Reference, and BasketballReference.com. Great job by all those sites. Make sure you visit them and uh, you know share them the love, and you'll learn a lot from uh, about sports history from these great sites and the information that they share. So we hope you join us again tomorrow as we will bring you some more great sports history. Until then, have a great sports history day. We're dribbling around and see the shot clock's almost out, so we got to put up our shot and come back tomorrow for some more great sports history. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com, not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.